Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the January 26th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, the NFL Conference Championship Weekend episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We are here. There are three measly NFL games left to watch until we enter hibernation until next September. I can't believe how quickly the past few months have gone, but we are here. This is going to be a very quick episode because I only have two <laughs> games to go over. Uh, a, long, a long reach off when I was doing 16 games almost every week. Uh, or if it wasn't 16, it was 14 or 15. Now I'm down to only two games left to talk about this week. I'm going to give out a pick on the side and the total in this time. I'll only be betting the sides, but in case uh, some of you are curious about my take on the totals, I'll talk about those as well. Really quickly, just because I have nothing else to talk about, I don't have any questions to answer or anything this time, so this is going to be a very quick episode. I do want to talk about last weekend's action, though. Uh, big act, big, big, big weekend for me. A lot of action. If you listened last week, you know I took, or if you just follow me on Twitter, you know that I took all four money line underdogs. Bengals hit on a last second field goal. 49ers hit on a last second field goal. Rams were up big, almost blew it, ended up still winning on a last-second field goal. And then the Buffalo Bills. And what was, people are calling the greatest football game that they've watched, or at least the greatest football game of the season. I still think Chiefs-Rams a few years ago, uh, like the 100-point shootout. I still think that's my favorite game of all time, but it's going to be hard to beat that ending between the Bills and Chiefs. Um, I parlayed all of them together. I didn't say on Twitter how much I put down on it, but you know what? Let's save that, because I, I, before we get into the picks, I'm going to review each game. Um, before I get into that, of course, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it. I've been told that you can rate podcasts on Spotify now, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, give me a little rating. If there's a review option, give me a little review. That helps us out. Uh, I just finished recording... Uh, about 15 minutes ago, report, uh, recording a podcast with Sarcasm Speaks. Check out that podcast. Uh, two guys who uh, I would say I've become friends with at this point. This is the second time I was on their podcast. Uh, they're very entertaining guys, very easy listen. If you ever just want to t- uh, hear me talk for 90 minutes about almost everything sports-related and not not sports-related, check it out. It's a very good podcast. Um and I, I quite enjoy doing it. So check them out. Sarcasm Speaks. 
Um, I think that's going to come out Thursday, though. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I don't believe it's out yet. But subscribe to their podcast and check them out. It was, it was, I always enjoy talking to those guys, a couple of Boston guys. Um, always have fun with them. Uh, but yeah, let's get into recapping the games here since I kind of have time to burn here. Bengals-Chiefs. Uh, the game that I wanted to win the most because of all season I've been calling t- the Titans frauds. Um, I knew that if the Titans won the game, my Twitter would not have been a very fun place to be. Uh, I know that all the Titans fans would have been in my, in my replies and my DMs. I did bet Bengals alternate line as well, minus 9.5, and there was a moment in time where they were up 10. And if they cover that alternate line, I would have been even more unbearable on Twitter. Uh, but they did not. It came down to the last second. Bengals did win, so I did get to have a little bit of a victory lap. Um, I did let everyone know that my DMs were open and available for apologies from all the Titans fans. Uh, sad to report, not a single Titans fan that chirped me all season when I called them frauds. Uh, not a single one uh, sent me a DM about the game saying I was right. And that, you know, that's a shame. You would think, you know, if if the Titans won that game, I was ready to admit that I was wrong. Um, I, I had a, a statement written ready to go. I would would have been a man, and I would have faced the music. Um, it, it, you know, I'm sad to report the Titans fans uh, didn't feel the same way. They just feel, I guess, that, that that they can just ignore me now. If I was a lesser man, I would have reached out to all of them. I would have tagged, uh, you know, the, the 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 big people on Twitter who were chirping me. I know there's a former University of Tennessee lineman who who's been chirping me quite often this season. I uh, haven't heard from him. If I was a lesser man, I would have chirped him directly and tagged him or sent him a DM. Um, let me look him up on Twitter here. Um, do I? Did he block me? I can't find him. Um, but not a single Titans fan reached out, and that's uh, that's a shame. I would have I would have expected better from that fan base. But uh, you know that that's the way things go. Um, Chelsea, who was also in the sports betting business, she did reach out, kind of. She tweeted and saying that she might have to fight me, which is probably a fair response. Um, but at the at the end of the day, my friends, I was right. Now the Titans could have won that game, but to be fair, and I think I clarified this last week, I I never said the Titans were like the worst team in the NFL. I didn't go in on them like the Steelers, like I did the Steelers. But I always felt that they weren't as they weren't even close to being. They weren't the best team in the AFC. Did they? They did not deserve of being the number one seed. They were a very average team, and they played the Bengals team, who was like an above average team. Now I've been seeing a lot of Titans fans saying that they deserve to win that game, which is kind of ironic because of the amount of games that they won this season that they, that they didn't deserve to win. Um, but I, I, they're forgetting that they tied up the game on a Joe Burrow interception that hit his wide open receiver in the hands, and the guy just didn't catch it, tipped off his hands, and then the, the guy got a diving interception, uh, which then led to the Titans tying the game up on a touchdown. So, yeah, there were some lucky breaks in the Bengals' fashion, but there were just as many lucky breaks in the going towards the Titans as well that nobody has brought up. But the Bengals won, thankfully, because that, that, that would have been tough for me. I really want to see if... The, did this Tennessee lineman block me? Wasn't his name Brent something? No, maybe it wasn't Brent. I would have paused this podcast and see, see if I can find out to see if he blocked me, because that'd be hilarious. All right, I'm back. He didn't block me. Brett Kendrick, former lineman for the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, one of the biggest uh, Titans fans that were in my that was in my ear all season. Haven't heard from him yet since the Titans lost. Uh, he didn't block me though. To be fair, um, that's too bad. Uh, has he tweeted since then? Um, 
he has tweeted. Hasn't tweeted at me though. That's a shame. You would think that uh, you know losers would 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 rightfully come forward and say that I was right. That's a shame. It's a real shame. Uh, <laughs> Bengals won that game. 49ers Packers. Um, oh, by the way, the Titans Bengals. One thing I will say because I did go three and one money line underdog picks. I did miss out on a few handicapping things. One thing that I didn't handicap in that Titans Bengals game um, was the pass rush of the Bengals or of the Titans. Sixth highest in sack percentage that is adjusted with these uh, with the numbers last week, so they're probably a little bit lower. They're st- still probably top ten heading in this week. I knew the Bengals' offensive line was bad. I've always said that, but I missed out on that tidbit. I should have factored in the Titans' pass r- pass rush against the Bengals' offensive line. But at the end of the day, I wasn't going to bet on the Titans just on principle, anyways. So that was interesting. More on that here in a little bit because that's going to be an interesting thing we got to keep an eye on for the Chiefs game 49ers Packers another game that went my way but my handicap wasn't actually that good um and I completely didn't and I never do and these are the things that you even when you win bets you should look back and to see how you handicapped and what went right what went wrong because even though I won this 49ers Packers bet my handicap was based on the fact that the Packers offense was a little bit overrated which I was right there um, but I thought that the 49ers were going to run all over the Packers' rush defense. Not true. Um, sorry, I don't mean to type in your ear here. Um, they did not run the ball that well. The addition of uh, Jair Alexander back to the Packers' lineup made a huge difference in the run defense. And I said last week that was possible, but there is no way that I could prove that that was going to be the case. Because, I mean, they only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Now, one thing that did win the 49ers the game for them that I did not handicap at all and I've never handicapped was special teams. A little bit of an eye-opener weekend for me. Now, if you would have asked me last week uh, how good are the Packers special teams, I knew that they were not a good special teams unit. I would have said, yeah, they're one of the worst in, in, in the NFL. I didn't know that, but I've never factored special teams into my handicapping, and maybe I should because, I mean, their special teams lost in that game. Blocked field goal. Blocked punt, literally. Their offense and their special teams lost in that game, and I've never handicapped special teams. So moving forward, special teams is something I think I'll look at starting next year. So that was my takeaway from that. Uh, Jair Alexander was a huge uh, return for the Packers in their run defense, something to keep in mind for next year. Um, And i got to handicap special teams. Next game, Rams-Buccaneers. Holy shit. I was legitimately starting to question my reality. The amount of times in Tom Brady's career where game seem out of hand and the absolute perfect outcome happens and he ends up making the comeback or ends up winning the game is beyond rational thought. The amount of things the Bucks needed to go their way to get back in that game. The fumble right before half by Cam Akers. The Cooper Cup fumble. The snap that went over Matt Stafford's head right after they recovered a fumble. The Cam Akers fumble there with, you know, two minutes to go. They came all the way back and tied that game, and I was legitimately questioning my reality. I was, I was getting ready to believe that we're living in a simulation and Tom Brady's created it. Because it just makes no sense. How many times has this happened in his career, too? Every time he needs the other team to mess up or fumble or get a bad penalty. It happens every time. 
If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know my dad is a diehard Rams fan. We were like one play away from 28-3 to happening to me and 27-3 to happening to my dad. And this is on top of the fact that we're 0-3 as a family against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. He was texting me the whole time. He never thought the Rams won at any point, just like me. We're, me and him are so used to our teams breaking our hearts. Four, it was like 14-point game with like two minutes left, and he's still like, no, this is not over. He's going to come back. Thank God for Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup for getting that down, going down the field and getting the game-winning field goal. Thank Gambler. Thank every god out there. Thank you, Shiva. Thank you, Vishnu. Because I, I, I don't know what my mental state would have been like if, if the Buccaneers ended up winning that game and I had to go another week of listening to Tom, about Tom Brady and knowing about the 27-3 game. And I would have lost my bet. <clears throat> and then finally, the Bills-Chiefs game. <clears throat> Before the game... So, for those of you who follow, you know this. I did sprinkle a little bit of money on parlay of all four underdogs because I legitimately did love all four underdogs. The first three hit. I didn't say on Twitter how much the parlay was for. I will admit it on here. It was a $25 parlay. Nothing crazy. I didn't have a ton of money on it, and I never will have a ton. I'm not a parlay guy. You guys know this. I felt very confident. I thought it was worth a little sprinkle for fun. So, to me, $25 is literally a sprinkle. Um, but still, that that would have paid out one thousand uh, dollars. Is what thirty eight to one something around there would have paid just under one thousand dollars if it won. And I've never won a single bet that big before. And I tweeted I was going to hedge right before the game. I didn't. I was going to. I, was, I said, okay, I'll wait for the coin toss. If the Chiefs win the coin toss, I'll hedge before a kickoff. Bills won the coin toss, so then I was like, okay, I'll wait to see how this first Bills drive goes and then hedge. Bills scored a touchdown and they scored easy. So then I was like, okay, well then I'll just hold on because maybe the Bills are going to go up two touchdowns and then I shouldn't hedge at all. And then for the rest of the game, I looked for a good opportunity to hedge and I did finally hedge. I didn't tweet this out. I didn't admit this on Twitter. Um, But when the Bills went up right at the start of the flurry at the end, so it must have been like two minutes left. I think it was right after the two-minute warning. I think the Bills scored a touchdown. It was when they scored the touchdown, I believe, on fourth and 13. That touchdown... The Chiefs were plus 155 on the money line. I put 200 on that. So I did hedge a little bit. So that would have profited uh, about $300. But still, I missed out on around $700. I would have won $700 more uh, if the Bills held on. So still a very significant loss compared to what I won compared to what I could have. But I didn't walk away with nothing. So I was very glad I did toss in that $200 hedge with two minutes left. What I should have done was hedged when... The Bills went up with 13 seconds left. I was just too excited, and I thought the game was over because it's 13 seconds. I didn't even look at the odds, but I saw someone. I think it was Joe Ostrowski uh, hedged them at uh, there at 20 or uh, 20 at 20 to one. Um, and if I would have put 100 bucks on that with 13 seconds left, I would have actually walked away like twice as much money with the Chiefs winning for a small risk. Should have done that. That was an all-time stinger. 13 seconds left. To complete a 38 to 1 parlay. And fucking Patrick goddamn Mahomes. But I will say, and this is another thing, even though I won, like I said earlier with the 49ers, uh, uh, 49ers Packers bet, even though I won that bet, I didn't handicap, my handicap didn't really come true. And that was the case with this. The reason why I bet on the Bills was their defense. Their defense got torched. 
And that makes me think I need to start taking take a closer look at how at strength of schedule. Because the Bills, I, for some reason, I thought they had a middle of the pack schedule, but they actually had like the word, the easy schedule of the season, um, based on DV, DVOA, I believe. Because um, their defense got just torched, and they, they were the number one defense in almost every single stat. The Chiefs got 552 yards against them. But you know what was the big key point about the Chiefs, though? And I said that this was the number one thing that worried me. Uh, and I don't think they spoke about it very much in the broadcast, was third downs. Chiefs went 8 for 13 on their third down efficiency is out of this world. And they faced the best third down defense. The Chiefs were 8 for 13 on third down. I think two or three of their touchdowns came on third down. They're so good on third down, it's unbelievable. So that's my little recap of division. I mean, at the end of the day, I went three and one on moneyline underdog pick, so I still ended up a lot, up a lot. Uh, the parlay was a twenty-five dollar parlay, which is which is a sprinkle for me. I'm not going to count the parlay or the hedge on on, on my betting record. Um, so just, I mean, my game bets. I'm what I went four and two the first weekend, three and one, so seven and three with four of the seven wins being Moneyline Underdog picks. So even if I go 0-3 the rest of the way out, I'm 7-6, and I'll be in the profit. So playoffs are already profitable for me. Everything that's left is a little cherry on top. But there we go. That was my recap. I mean, that was that was the greatest weekend of football. I mean, if I would have won that parlay, it would have been, like, literally, there's no weekend of football that, that would top that, except for if the Falcons ever win the Super Bowl. But that was a Every game came down to the last play of the game. I, football heaven. Football heaven. Uh, I forced my girlfriend to watch with me on Saturday, and the games were so good. Um, and she followed along with my bets that she also uh, watched Sunday when I wasn't with her. So I'm trying to convert her to a to a football fan. So perfect weekend all around. Everything went well. I'm hoping for this weekend to be just as good. I'm sad there's no Saturday games, just Sunday. Uh, but let's get into the picks. Enough about the recap. I only have, I mean, two picks, two games. I'll talk about totals. Sad that it's all coming down to this, uh, but things are ramping up in some other sports, and I got some exciting news to announce soon about uh, both um, golf and UFC. So keep an ear out for that. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. The January twenty sixth, the NFL Conference Championship Weekend episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. All right, let's get into my picks this week. Um, I think this will be the first episode ever where, like the this portion before the intro is going to be longer than the portion after the intro. Because uh, this is going to be really quick. And I bet you here, take it. I want everyone who's listening to take a guess the two teams that I'm on. Uh, spreads, no money lines. I'm just taking two spreads this weekend. And I bet if you've been listening all throughout the season, I I bet you can guess who I'm on. I think I asked this on Twitter the other day, and I think the majority of the people got it right. Uh, let's start. Oh, I guess I should go chronological. I have my notes upside down because I think it starts with the rant. Start in the AFC or start in the NFC? Um, championship schedule. 
It starts with the... No, it's shown last week. Okay, well, perfect. This is good podcasting. I'm just going to keep continuing to click around their confusing website. And it's still showing last week's results instead of showing what the schedule is. Uh, filibuster, 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 and slowly loading. Oh, we actually start with the AFC. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bengals. Plus 7, minus 110 in this one, my friends. Non, definitely not bold enough to take money line, but a seven-point spread right on that magic number of seven. Uh, public's going to love the Chiefs because of the result last week, because of beating the Bills, uh, the way Patrick Mahomes looked unstoppable. But his late-game heroics has completely distracted everyone from how bad their defense was. 6.7 yards per play. They gave up 8.5 yards per pass attempt. I mean, Taylor Gabriel, who started the season as the, like their fourth-string receiver, Got about 850 yards and four touchdowns. So, that's not good. Everyone's talking about how bad the Bills' defense was, and the Chiefs' defense has just completely flown under the radar for how bad they are, which was part of, part of my handicap. Everyone, since like the second half of the season, have like... Hello everyone, my computer froze while recording. I lost about 20 seconds of audio. But I think the only thing I said was that everyone thinks the Chiefs' defense got better in the second half of the season. They did a little bit. Uh, but they're still one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL. Overrated. Some might say their defense might be fraudulent. Um, all right, back to the episode. You're going to hear me talk about how I might have to re-record this section. So there you go. The NFL in yards per pass attempt, averaging 8.6. My computer just froze, so I don't know if it kept recording or not. I guess I'll have to find out in post and maybe re-record this. But... Uh, the, Chief, the Chiefs rank, uh, face a Bengals team first in the NFL in yards per pass attempt, averaging 8.6. So, if Taylor Gabriel and the Bills torch this Chiefs secondary, what is Joe Burrow with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzoma? What are they going to do to this Chiefs secondary? Well, we already know the answer to that because this happened like four weeks ago. Joe Burrow torched them. 30 of 39 for 446 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Jamar Chase got 266 yards. He had the best receiving game of the NFL season against this Chiefs secondary. But yet it's a seven-point spread. Now I know what your response is going to be. I, I I can read your mind right now listening to this. Yeah, but Ian, the, the Bengals offensive line. Yeah, but Ian, the Bengals just allowed nine sacks uh, to the Titans last week. Here would be my rebuttal. You know who the worst pass rush team is in the NFL? My Atlanta Falcons. You know who's second, last, and sack percentage in the NFL? The Chiefs. So the Bengals' biggest weakness, their pass protection, shouldn't be an issue against a team that only sacks quarterbacks on 4.82% of the dropbacks. So dead last in sack percentage is my Falcons. 3.03 is their sack percentage. 31st in the NFL this season, the Chiefs. 4.82. So the big biggest weakness for the Bengals is not really going to be a present issue. Uh, how many times did they sack Joe Burrow in the earlier game? I did not look that up in my notes, but as I'm talking through this, now I'm curious. Uh, so I'm going to look it up right now. The Chiefs had... Chiefs did sack him four times. Chris Jones got two, Jerron, Reed, and Frank Clark got one each. Still, four sacks. I mean, that's not great, but they're not going to get nine. There's no way they're going to get more than four. And I'd be surprised if they match that total. 
And now it's a seven-point spread. Now are the Bengals going to win outright? I, I honestly actually wouldn't be too shocked because they're de- or, uh, because the Chiefs' defense is that bad. But if the Bengals did this their last time out and beat them outright, assuming Joe Burrow is going to have another good game, I mean the only way the Chiefs cover this is that like their defense stop their offense needs to score basically every time that, that that they're on the field, and they need to stop the Bengals at least a handful of times. I don't know how often they're going to be able to stop this Bengals team from scoring. They torched them in their last game. And I don't look like to put too much merit behind a, a one-game result, but when you look at season-long statistics, it shows the same thing. Best passing offense in the NFL against one of the worst passing defenses, or just one of the worst defenses overall. I'll take Bengals plus 7. If you want to bet on the total, I would go over 54 for all of those points I just said. The Bengals defense certainly isn't great either. They're an average defense. They rank like 14, 15, 16, 17th in most things. Um, so you got Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs who just apparently just can't be stopped, especially on third down. Going up against an average defense, and then on the other side, you have Joe Burrow who has who's averaging the most yards per pass attempt in the NFL going against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. This should be a shootout, I would think. Uh, probably I wouldn't be shocked if this is another game that comes down to the last possession. And if it's a game that comes down to whoever gets the ball last, I will take the team getting seven points and not even think twice. Bengals plus seven. I do think the Chiefs probably win the game. I'll take the seven points though. And over 54 if you want to uh, play on the total. And I like that almost as much. Um, I might do like a little sprinkle like Bengals cover and over. Maybe I'll tease the two. That'd be kind of interesting. Bengals up to 13 and the over down to 48. Huh, that might be a little sprinkle just for fun that'll do on Sunday. Uh, Rams 49ers, this one is a tough one. I am going to go Rams. I'm going to take the Rams to cover the three and a half point spread. It's already locked in. This is basically what my handicapping comes down to for this game. Now, th- this game, you could be on either side, and I would not argue. This game is 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 a crapshoot. you got divisional opponents, the spread just a smidge above that magic mark of three. Um, but the Rams, fifth in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. Very good rushing defense. Even in their two wins against the Rams this year, 49ers got 4.4 yards per carry against them in Week 18, which is pretty significant. Only 3.5 yards per rush against them in their blow win in November. So they hadn't they haven't run all over the Rams. The reason why the Rams lost those two games, especially the second one, Matt Stafford threw two interceptions in each of them. Now I've been saying even like all season, I've been saying as we went into the playoffs, I truly believe if Matt Stafford if the Rams just as a whole, because that's tossing Cam Akers fumbles too, because he fumbled twice this past weekend. If the Rams don't turn the ball over, they are the most complete team in the NFL from top to bottom. I truly believe that. It's just hard to trust them because week after week, they turn the ball over. I mean, finally last week, they they had zero zero interceptions, but they fumbled the ball. Was it two or three times that they fumbled the ball last week? Uh, Rams, Bucks. Oh, and everything's everything's beeping at me too. This is not, this is not, 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 uh, not good production here. Um, but if the Rams don't turn over the ball, I, I don't know if any team can beat them, and, and that includes the Chiefs, but it's just so hard to trust. Yeah, the Rams lost four fumbles this past weekend, even even more than three. They lost four, yeah, right, because there's the snap over Stafford's head, too. And they still won the game. They turned the ball over four times and still won the game. 
if they could have zero turnovers, I think they'd blow out most teams in the NFL. Um, now, I was looking at the games against the 49ers early in the season. I only looked at interceptions. I know it was two each. Did they lose any fumbles in those games as well? Um, but this is kind of my point. I can't assume turnovers are going to happen. Um, two in week in November, whatever week that was, and just yeah, so just two interceptions each, um, no fumbles in the games against the 49ers. But if if you assume that the Rams are going to turn it over, take 49ers. If you think the Rams can go through the game without turning the ball over, take Rams. That's kind of my breakdown because the Rams, if you look at stats, they're right next next to each other in almost every single stat. Um, Rams are slightly favored in most of them, but it's just those turnovers. But then again, they're playing against Jimmy G. Maybe Jimmy G turns the ball over. I don't know. Literally anything could happen in this game. I wouldn't be shocked. I'll take Rams minus 3.5. I'll take the under 46.5 if you're looking at the total. Turnovers, if they do happen, they kill over bets for the most part. Um, Rams have been running the ball more in recent weeks than they did all season. Uh, 49ers are going to run the ball, I think, obviously. Uh, two teams that are going to run the ball, play good defense. I like the under if you're looking at the total. I am going to back for my official bet, though. Rams minus 3.5. I just think they're a more complete team. I don't have a lot of stats to back it up. They are all, they are significantly better, both on third down offense and third down defense. That's big. That played into it. Um, but this is a this is a two very, very good teams. Speaking of stats, by the way, if the Bills beat the Chiefs, I was about to wave the flag of net yards per play because... Everyone all season has been making fun of how much I cite net yards per play. If the Bills made it to the conference championships, three of the four teams that were in the conference finals rank in the top three net yards per play. Right now, the top three teams in net yards per play, Bills, Rams, 49ers. Make fun of the stat all you want, but it was we were 13 seconds away from uh, me being proven right about net yards per play. And then the Bengals, who aren't a top team in net yards per play, beat one of the worst teams in net yards play to get there. So think about that next time you cheer me about <laughs> net yards per play. It almost worked out so perfectly. Um, but, of course, the Chiefs won, and the Chiefs are average in net yards per play because their defense stinks. Uh, so there you have it. This episode still went longer than I thought it was going to. I ranted a long time about everything, but Bengals plus seven, Rams minus three and a half for my picks. I would go over in the Bengals Chiefs game if I'm looking at the total. I would go under in the Rams 49ers game if I'm looking at the total in that. If you want a, uh, a teaser, do what I kind of suggested a few minutes ago. Take the Bengals up to plus 13 um, and then take the over, but tease it down to 48. A little single game teaser. Um, or you could just tease Bengals plus 13 and Rams. Well, you'd be teasing across zero if you took Rams, so probably don't want to do that. Um, all right, there you have it. Then we got the Super Bowl. I don't know what I'm going to do next week because I'm not going to have any game to talk about. That's a great question. I'll figure it out. But I will talk to you next week most likely, and if not, the week after. And we'll uh, get to dive into the Super Bowl, and I'll have a ton of props, every single thing that you can possibly talk about when it comes to betting for the Super Bowl. I will have it covered. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you all next week. Good luck this weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.